Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215, the number four ever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the Know Your Role Player Podcast page. That's K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R underscore podcast. The best way that you listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. Once you download Anchor, whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, CastBox, or many, many more, it'll automatically give you notifications like when episodes like the one you are currently listening to is available. All right? So that's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. All right, guys. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, September 2nd. I got my guest on, French. French, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Man, what you got like a... Um, all right, you fixed it. It had to sound like you had like a standing behind an air conditioner or something. Oh, no, my bad, my bad, No, you good now. Um, so, guys, uh, let me get, give you some updates before we talk about topics. So, listen, I did not forget about the Kobe episode. Kind of do a little bit of up and running, but let's let's do an announcement for this week. So, in today's episode, we're going to just do one specific topic because I'm tired of talking about it. We're going to get through this and have fun. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons' day. Now, the Kobe episode is on Saturday, but the announcement is... This is probably the last week of the two-episode podcast. Next week, we're going to do one a week. I think pretty much French agrees with me that most of the off-season moves are done. Yep. So what we can do is we can take one team every week, and we can talk about them, and this will lead us right into the season, which is probably less than, what, 40 days? Uh, yeah, a little bit less than 40 days. Perfect. So we can literally take one team a game and as we get closer to the season. If there's any more news and notes, or if things start to hype up, we'll always have time and try to get an emergency pot in. But we'll try to review all the off-season teams, do some season previews for next year, next year, and let's have some fun with it. But forget all that. Forget all that. Now, as you all know, it's always drama in Philadelphia. Um, all right, so let me set it up. So Keith Pompey, Philadelphia uh, 76ers writer for the Philly Inquirer, had reported that Tobias had – excuse me, I apologize – Ben Simmons had met with the Sixers ownership as far as Elton Brand, uh, Joshua Harris, Doc Rivers, and Daryl Morey, and he requested a trade. Uh, there's been a kind of an agreement to get him traded, but there hasn't been an official trade request. Also, he's threatened to not be in, uh, not to show up to training. Now, this is a lot. Um, there's a lot of things that happen, and I think he's a little butthurt because of the Doc Rivers comments. But this is what we're going to do today. We're going to do pro and con with Ben Simmons. I'm pro, I'm con, and French is pro. Now, before we do, I want to give French a chance to give his honest opinion because even though he might be pro, he still has, a, has an honest opinion about this take. So give me your take on this situation real quick before we get into pros and cons. So everyone's heard me all summer saying I respect when a grown man just says what it is. So I respect Ben Simmons saying, like, yo, I'm done. Yep. Like, I'm good on this. Y'all have talked about trading me for two years now. Like, I'm good. Um, I'm not coming to training camp, all that stuff. See, I don't agree with that, right? Because I don't agree with players ruining a relationship Mm -hmm. that isn't so damaged to the point that you shouldn't go get your money. Mm -hmm. You know, we all, me and you, a lot of people don't know this. We talk about this a lot where we say all the time, you know, if I leave a job, if I want to quit a job, or I get fired from a job. Well, they still have my paycheck. Mm-hmm. I still put in that work. 
right. I'm not going to be afraid to go get that check, Absolutely. whether I quit or get fired. Right. So Ben Simmons, by saying, I'm not going to go to training camp, see, that's where my problem is. Right. Because when players start saying, I'm not going to go to practice, means that I'm going to allow the team to not pay me. Well, what are you doing? You don't ball for – I mean, you can ball for free anywhere in Philly right now. Right. You, yeah, you don't need a Sixers jersey. But, nah, I mean, listen. And on the flip side, another Philadelphia player feels like they've been done wrong by a Philadelphia franchise. This right. is becoming a thing about the city of Philly. And I hate that because I do like a lot of Philly teams. I but it's like it, – it, this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just point. saying, like, Donovan McNabb, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, I could. Th- I mean, yeah, that's just a couple. But like, there's there was baseball players too. Where like, just as the city of Philadelphia, the one thing I'll say about their fans, and I, and then I'll pass it back to you. It's like them and their athletes. It's like a big brother, little brother relationship. Where when you get drafted by Philly or come to Philly, they embrace you. They love you. You. They rock with you. But the moment you start acting up, Philly fans, unlike a lot of other cities, their fans will check you and be like, yo, we expect more. And some dudes can't hack that. So Ben's right. He's soft. Get out of Philly. So there's a lot there. Um, let's start with the athletes you named. Um, Iverson never wanted out of Philadelphia. No, uh, he didn't want out. Um, Iverson loved the city. Iverson understood the city. And Iverson always played with his heart. And if you do that... For the most part, and as long as your team's competing, you won't have any problems. Iverson never got booed in Philadelphia. Um, so that's one. Okay, let's go to the next one. Carson Wentz. So without making this a, a Philadelphia podcast, let me run through this real quick. Carson Wentz, um, number two overall pick, 2016 draft, I think. Yep. Um, super talented, coming out of North Dakota State. Uh, small school, small franchise. Great year, um, great early in his career, very explosive as far as running and everything. But the problem with Wentz was injuries was the first problem. All right. Second, kind of tapering off. Like I said, injuries is the main problem with Carson Wentz. You ask why didn't work in Philadelphia? Well, he sustained a lot of injuries. Second, bad habits. All right. Carson Wentz not getting rid of the ball, trying to run over defenders, you know. And third, things just started to sour. Once the Eagles won a championship, he kind of was a little jaded that he uh, wasn't a part of that. Uh, him and Doug Peterson had into a bad relationship, and they basically picked him over Peterson, but he still wouldn't leave, so they got rid of both of them. And last but not least, Donovan McNabb. All right, so here's the thing. McNabb got booed when they drafted him, right? Uh, yep. They wanted Ricky Williams, who was the Heisman winner, I believe, that year. Yes, sir. And was an absolute stud. You know, people try to play Ricky Williams, but if me and French are a little bit older than some of my listeners. Do your research. Ricky, uh, Ricky Williams was an absolute dog, all right? So, let's remember that. So, here's the thing. Okay, they wanted the running back that was a monster in college. Nothing wrong with that. So, they booed McNabb. Okay. Listen, for the most part, McNabb and Philly had a decent relationship. Now, McNabb suffers from a problem that Kevin Durant suffers from. He's a little sensitive. (laughs) All right? And so, sensitivity doesn't work great in Philadelphia. It doesn't. All right? Listen, you got to understand, if you play well, they're going to support you. If you don't play well, they're going to boo. Now, let's speed it up to Mr. Simmons. Well, most of Ben Simmons' career, he was almost never booed. Even in the playoffs when he was shooting all bad, what were they doing? They were supporting him as yep. he missed free yep. throw after free throw as he borderline didn't want to touch the ball. And so my problem with Simmons is it's everybody else's fault. It's the equipment manager's fault. It's the shooting, person's, uh, shooting coach's fault. 
It's Brett Brown's fault. It's Brian Colangelo's fault. It's Doc Rivers' fault. It's the point guard's fault. It's Joel Embiid's fault. It's everybody else's fault but his, right? And so as we do these pros and cons, like I said, jump in whenever you want to. Um, biggest issue with Ben is accountability. Now let's talk to the next thing, shooting. Dog, huh. it's on you to shoot, right? So yes, let's, it let's, is. Let's, 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 let's do some context for shooting. As he came in as a power forward and at LSU, he had shooting issues, right? Sure did. Had some legitimate shooting problems. Obviously, high school, you can dominate with more athletic you kill everybody. Okay, college, it was like, yo, this dude can't shoot. Even in the NBA. And if y'all remember in summer league, he was really working on his pull-up mid-range jump shot, and he was shooting in the summer league. You can go back and you can go YouTube it. Ben Simmons summer league basketball, shooting all summer league. Now, remember, he did have the injury, so he missed most of his rookie year. All right, uh, He actually missed the majority of his, his whole rookie year. So, then his second year, all right, still can't shoot. Very good player, rookie of the year, still can't shoot and not shooting? Yeah. Hmm, that's not good. Now, he talks about uh, wanting to be pushed and accountability. This is a thing, a consistent thing. He said he needs to be pushed and he needs somebody to hold him accountable. I specifically remember Brett Brown, an Australian coach that he has ties with back to his childhood. So, in his respect, Brett Brown said, I want you to shoot one three a game. One three a game and take a couple of jump shots. All right, hold on. Now I got to come in for one second. Jump right in, man. See, here's my thing. And, and this is part of the problem, I think, that has led to players like Ben Simmons who say things like, I want to be traded and I'm not coming to training camp. He was baby. This idea of a coach saying, listen, I just want you to shoot one. What do you mean I want you? If you're open, shoot the damn ball. That's what you get paid for. Yep. So when you look at somebody like Ben Simmons, it's like, listen, I'm, I support you because you said you wanted out. And I support your decision to want out. And I support a player's right to try to control their own destiny. The problem that Ben Simmons has, and I said this to you on the phone the other night, is Ben Simmons is not James Harden. No. There's not a list of NBA players that are like, oh, word, let me call up my boy Ben Simmons and see if he wants to come hoop with me. Now, that's not saying teams wouldn't take a Ben Simmons and guys wouldn't, you know, flourish playing with a Ben Simmons. But it's but like, let me he does, yeah, it. go ahead. It's like you said, the difference between Davis and Harden is there were a ton of teams going for him, and those yeah. are superstars. Yeah. If, I mean, Ben Simmons is an all-star. He's not a superstar, all right? He's a talented, unique player with a certain skill set and limitations to where you have to have certain things to make him perform well. And again, whose fault is that? Ben Simmons. It is. That's now, it. I mean, you said nobody something. You said something. Like I said, jump in anytime. You said something that was really big and that we just got to talk about. Being baby. Um, he actually beat a point guard. He actually had the ball in his hands. They put the ball in his hands. Uh, French, you remember more than anybody the first time he was in the playoffs versus Boston. Didn't he have a game where he almost had like zero points or something? Yes, sir. Yeah, and French's boy, TJ McConnell, had to save the Sixers. Now, they didn't do nothing extraordinary. They just played back, gave him all the space in the room, cut off all his driving lanes, and he couldn't do nothing. He was basically ineffective. But the bigger problem was he wasn't aggressive. It's one thing if you can't shoot, but a lack of aggression, that's a, that's a personal thing. That's on you. Yeah. You keep talking about accountability. See, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, all right. so, so listen, I want to give a shout out to a YouTuber that talks about basketball 
uh, Cash Nasty. Check out his YouTube. It's really okay. good content. Now, he has a phrase that he uses to describe a certain type of basketball players. And he calls them Hooper Hoopers, right? Mm-hmm. And he says the difference between a Hooper Hooper and just a Hooper is somebody that can do everything that needs to be done on a basketball court. And Ben Simmons has the mentality of a Hooper, but he has the skill. He, he has the uh, gifts of somebody that should be a Hooper Hooper, somebody that should be amazing, that That's should amazing. be an MVP candidate, should be first team All-NBA. But his problem is, I don't give a darn family show. I don't care <laughs> that he can't shoot. I don't care. Right. But can you at least look like you want to go get a bucket? Yeah. Like, like you, you want to buy a bucket. Yeah. Like, because I'm saying, like, at, at a certain point, you have to love basketball. Like, you just, you don't ever get, he never seems to get in that mindset of, like, yo, I'm just going out and getting 30. I don't care if it's on 50 shots. Like, we're going to talk about Kobe this weekend, and that's something I'm talking about. The mentality of somebody saying, I don't – listen, just because tonight's Tuesday or tonight's Thursday and I just feel like it, I'm going out to get 40. I don't care if Joel Embiid doesn't touch the ball. I'm getting 40 tonight. I don't care if we lose. I'm getting 40. Like, yeah, where and, is that from him? Yeah, and that's a perfect subway. So, I would never ask Ben Simmons to be Kobe because he doesn't have that makeup. No. But one thing you can do, you can learn from other players' mistakes before you. Listen, Kobe Bryant, and French remembers this again, uh, I believe it was either a playoff game or it was a game towards the end of the season where he airballed about, what, four shots in a row? Oh, yeah. I know you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's my favorite thing. I loved it. Why? He kept shooting. And if you look at his face after the game, oh, well, at least he kept <laughs> shooting. And it's funny. There's probably no explanation why he airballed those shots. His father was fine, everything. And that's just what's going to happen sometimes. But you keep shooting, you keep staying aggressive, and eventually you will be rewarded, right? Yes. So that, that's the biggest thing is a lack of aggression from him. And also, you got to realize something. At 25, yo, listen, I don't know what y'all understand about potential, but at 25, you're, starting, you're pretty much the player you're supposed to be now. You can improve in other areas at 25, absolutely. But at 25, we should have a basis of what you are, right? And if you're not shooting jump shots at 25, and if your free throw is all-time bad at 25, it can improve, yes, but it's not likely. But here's my thing, Jay. And this is like, okay, the shooting stinks. The free throw shooting stinks. You're not taking the shots, which, which is bad. But here's my thing. We would, we would have nothing to say if you would at least drive to the basket. Yeah, seriously. And don't, like, on dunks and layups alone – Ben Simmons should average 18 points easily. Yeah, that's and that's and that's and that perfect segue. That's another problem. The lack of aggression in scoring puts too much pressure on Embiid. Embiid was second in the league in him this year, and all he kept talking about how Simmons is good for the team when he's more aggressive. Yeah, because if you have a second guy on your team that can score 20 points a game, you can't even do nothing with Embiid because you yeah. got to worry about two different guys. And like I said, anytime they double team Simmons or bring more help, boom, you got your shooters. Yeah. You know, like I said, you got your shooters. And, and like I said, if we talk about guys that make sacrifices, let's stick to a name, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is an inside scorer, a post presence, and a guy that dominates inside. For Ben Simmons' development, Joel Embiid has learned how to shoot. Well, he learned how to shoot before, before even Simmons was in the picture. But he learned how to shoot, and even more importantly, he expanded his range so Simmons could have a chance to go score in the paint without it being cluttered in there. So there's no excuse why you can't. You can't blame it on anybody while you're not aggressive. It's just your fault. 
Yeah. You, you just got to own that, man. Go ahead. And listen, I don't think – listen, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Ben Simmons is getting traded because we keep saying this, and we can talk about it until the cows come home. You have four years left. The only team that makes sense for you to play on that fits is the Golden State Warriors. The problem is they are smart, and they know that they're the only team that fits for you, so they're not going to make a crazy offer because they know Philly's either going to trade you for cheap or they're going to keep you because that's where it's at now. So perfect segue. So he demands a trade. Now, it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you heard this specifically, but there was a report that he wanted to get traded to the three teams in California, even though there's four teams in California. Yeah. That's disrespecting the Kings, but whatever. No, I think Um, it was disrespecting the Lakers. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a report. Chris Chris Broussard had said later that he wanted to go to any team in the league but Philadelphia. Wham, wham. Can't for what you wish for. So, but... Like I said, French had a perfect segue. The Sixers don't have to trade him. Yo, dog, you can miss training camp and you can get fined. You got four years up on your contract. You don't got the leverage. Dog, they want to trade you. And team, yo, the Sacramento Kings, the teams that me and French roast all the time, they're saying, man, I'm not giving you no Halliburton and no DeAndre Fox. Yep. We'll give you a buddy healed. What? Yeah. Now, now, I got to be honest with you. Uh, the Kings, if you want to keep Fox, that's fine. But not getting Ben up Halliburton for Ben Simmons, that's, that's dumb. All right, that's just oh, stupid. That's stupid. And I that's like stupid. and I love Halliburton, but no, that's just dumb. For a team that's awful defensively, he would have made your team better. But see, here's so. my now see, here's my thing too, though. Is the other reason Ben has no leverage is because we saw what the we saw what the backups could do without you this season. So it's not like you're in a situation where, you know, you're like Houston. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, it was yeah, like, I'm I'm oh, no, no, I'm saying where it was like Houston, where they were like, okay, crap. If James Harden really wants out, we're going to have to wait and try to pull off this massive deal because we have nothing else here. Like, if we get rid of him, we have nothing else. Philly has other stuff. And they, if they're not in a position where if Ben sits out, they're like, oh, we have to trade. For what? We've right. seen Shake Milton play 20-plus minutes a right. night and play well. Like, what are they really missing with Ben not on the floor? Defense. Like, that's the big thing that they're going to miss without Ben on the floor is defense. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going to lose his defense, but you might make up for it somewhat on the offensive end. You know what I mean? And it's not like Shake Milton's a terrible defender. And this is it's not like Ben Simmons was guarding point guards. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing people have to realize, too, when they say, oh, they're going to get killed on defense. Not really, because Tobias will guard the four, and Danny Green just goes back to guarding the three, and then – uh, Seth Curry has to just guard his position at the two, which he did his entire career until this year. So, right. So, like <laughs> I said, I agree. So, let's jump into one more part of the situation is Daryl Morey, right? And so, Daryl Morey is a calculated, smart guy. Yep. And he has consistently said, he hasn't officially said it, but he's been consistently been reported he's not trading Ben Simmons just to trade him. So, if it has to get uncomfortable, Daryl Morey's fine with that dog. You could not show up and get fined, and we'll still be a good team. Absolutely. It only hurts you, and you got four years. We can do this again and again and again. You signed the Mets contract. Oh, yeah. We could listen. We could do this. And yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You don't have <laughs> the leverage you think you got. And again, I like Rich Paul, but some of these things I have a problem with. And again, so uh, uh, again, <laughs> Nerlens Noel. <laughs> we're going to get to that. Give me a con. Like, like I said, uh, you agree with me that Daryl Morey. 
for the most part, is going to just call his bluff. It's not even a bluff. Like it is Ben, a bluff. It ben is a bluff. said, no, nah, he said what he said, and I believe him. He's not going to show up to training camp. That's fine. Okay. Don't show, listen. I don't know if you can get fined for missing I'll, training camp. Oh, you I absolutely can. You, yeah. You absolutely can. So, this is what I will tell Ben Simmons. If this is the role, you have to know your role within the organization. Hey. And you're not valuable enough for them to rescind. Like, they're going to, Daryl Morey being a new GM there, present, all that stuff, and Doc being the new coach of that city, they're going to make an example out of you. Because they're not, they don't want players to do the, like, they don't want Joel Embiid to do this in the future. They're not going to want, you know, uh, I forget the kid you guys just drafted out of Tennessee. Uh, was it Keon Johnson or something like that? Uh, they don't want that kid to do this in the future or any other players to play the I'm just not going to come to training camp till I get my way, trade me. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. I mean, listen, and again, who, where do you want to go? Who are your, like, does he not understand in the NBA, this, the way this works is you call up your boys and they work it on their end from their team. But Ben's just like, yo, I want to go anywhere. And teams are just like, eh, I mean, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Be, I mean, he could be sour. He's not getting traded. Yeah. And so let's talk about one last part before we shift into um, our finale of this. So it was also reported, and this was walked back by a couple of people, that if Ben Simmons was traded, that Tyrese Maxey would be included in it. Now, um, Kendrick Perkins, a Clutch Sport affiliate, uh, immediately said this is not true. And you know why this is not true? Because it's called conflict of interest or malpractice. What do you mean, Josh? Well, this is what I'll explain to you. So Tyrese Maxey, let's say if Ben does go, right? Well, guess who has an opening spot at the point guard as a young player that can grow into a bigger role? Tyrese Maxey. Guess who had a good rookie year? His rookie season had zero issue with the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey. So you just using another player as a pawn to kind of get even with a team? Man, that is the most unprofessional thing, and I'm not saying he did it because it kind of got walked back by the guy who initially reported it and by multiple other guys. So I'm not saying he said that, but if that was true, man, that'd be bad, man. Go ahead. I mean, listen, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Rich Paul does some shady stuff. Now, shady? No, no, let me say this. Let me say this. He does shady stuff, but shady doesn't mean he's doing anything wrong. Agents are shady. Exactly. But he just does some shady stuff because, and I always say this, you know, you're always innocent until proven guilty. But if you keep getting accused of the same things by different people time and time again, I'm not saying you're doing it, but you're shady. Something you're doing just isn't looking right to people. And the way you're moving is just not looking right to people. And you have the Nerlens Noel thing that pops up, you know, last week. And on top of that, you have this issue with Tyrese Maxey, and now you got Ben Simmons trying to force a trade and all this, and it's the same person's at the center of all this, you know, advice giving, giving that these guys are getting and then acting on. And it's like, like you said, if this was actually said, if this actually occurred, this is a big red flag, man. It's a big red flag. And I'm not. I'm not a Rich Paul fan at all. Okay. Um. So one last thing. So let's let's play. Uh. Let's try to wrap this up in the next ten minutes. So we'll do best case scenario and worst case scenario. 
So to me, and again, jumping at any point, the best case scenario is is you're going to Portland. Damian Lillard comes to the training camp. He looks to the left. He looks to the right. <laughs> he looks behind him. And he looks in front of him. He Nah, this ain't it. I'm trying to get out of here. But, but wait, does he have to go to training camp to know that? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the best case scenario for the Sixers. Damian Lillard would be like, yo, I'm done. And it's, he's going to at least try to give it a chance. The dude literally said, yo, not yet. When he asked him, was he going to leave Portland? So he's getting tired of it. But again, French talked about before, Ben Simmons is staying on his principles and say, I want to go, and we do respect it. Even I respect it. Yeah. But the problem is you just don't have to love it. But, hey, you can ask for whatever you want. Oh, that's, that's, that's my whole thing is, like, at <laughs> least now we know. So, like, so if Ben Simmons ends up being in Philly this season, right, Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the reporters coming up to him. Hey, Ben, what do you think of your team? Nah, dog, he doesn't want to be here. You already know right. this. He's right. here because he's trying to get a check. Right. So once once a, once a player says it, that's why I respect it. Because then it cuts out all the BS. We don't have to ask why he's making that face on the set because he doesn't want to be there. Now with Dame, like you said, he's going to go to training camp and he's going to look at these scrubs that they got next to him. And listen, I don't when I say scrubs, I don't mean like real life scrubs. These dudes are all good basketball players. They made it to the NBA, right. but they're NBA scrubs. They're they're not a lot of these like I'm being honest. Norm Powell's not starting in, on half the teams in the NBA, yeah, and I like Norm Powell. Yeah, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Play. But I like Norm Powell. So if I'm Dame Lillard though, and I'm saying to my team, "Yo, I if you guys want me to stay, I need help." Right. And then you come back with. Norm Powell, you come back with, uh, you know, Larry Nance, Larry Nance and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, your boy, Yusef Nurkic. Oh, yeah, another year, yeah. healthy Nurkic. And, you know, so it's like, again, if I'm Dame, I'm looking around and I'm like, yo, these dudes aren't good. And what's the like, definition <laughs> of insanity, though? Keep doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result. Hello. All right, so that would be my best scenario. So, French, I'll play it to you. What is the worst-case scenario for the Sixers and Ben Simmons? The worst-case scenario would be that this drags on into the season and that other players get involved and it becomes a distraction. So here's the thing. Even if it doesn't drag into the season, you still got to do your job, right? And you still like those guys around you. You don't want to be a bad teammate, you know. And Ben Simmons is not uh, James Harden, where he's going to put on 30 pounds, start dogging it, uh, and purposely throwing bad passes on the court to try to get his way out of town and just start throwing a fit. You know, Ben is not that guy. He 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 plays hard. I'll give him that. So, But I'll say like this. Said, you have to remember, though, Doc Rivers is an old-school coach. Right. And he could deal with the player – having an issue with the organization over money, right? If right. you're holding out, trying to get a better contract, fine. That is not the case with Ben Simmons. So I don't know how, if Ben Simmons does end up sitting out training camp and stuff like that, I don't know that he's just going to be welcomed back in, you know, to the starting five into the team by Doc Rivers of all people, because he's got that old school mentality. And I'll tell Ben this, we, you talked about this a month ago. Betting on yourself, mm-hmm. you sit out of training camp and you sit out to start the season, you're making a huge risk, my man, because if the Sixers actually do well, 
That's the worst case scenario for Ben. Mm. Is you sit out and the Sixers do just as good without you. Because now it's like, now what? Now they really don't got to trade you. Right. Now you could just be on the bench for four. Like, see, on the bench, you could just be at home looking dumb. Dog, they could really luau dang this dude and just end his career. Like, not end his career because he's only 25. But, like, this could go down a really dark path. And I'm yeah. telling people, Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers are two of the most pettiest people in the NBA <laughs> that aren't players. They're petty. Ask Chris Paul. They're petty. Uh, Chris Paul is king petty. So he Ask never- Russell Westbrook. Petty. Daryl Morey is petty. I'll t- matter of fact, not today, but another day, I'm going to tell y'all a funny story about Daryl Morey and Russell Westbrook in Houston and a guy named Trevor Ariza and why that didn't exactly happen the way it was supposed to. All right. So, again, uh, and like I said, we'll wrap it up with this. So, a couple teams interested in Simmons. Wolves, Warriors, Kings, Raptors. We already talked about the Warriors. Um, he'd be a good fit on their team, but they don't have the assets, and the Sixers don't want uh, Andrew Wiggins. All right? Kings. They don't want to give up the Aaron Fox. We don't want to have the conversation. Raptors. To me, I want Fred Van Fleet. That's what I'm starting with. Okay. I, that's my number one, and then we go to Siakam, all right? And if we can't go to Siakam, then we're going to get one of your young guys. You ain't getting Fred Van Fleet, so. Well, you're going to have to give OG or somebody <laughs> up. You're going to have to give somebody up that's good, man. You know, the thing is, though, these teams are playing. They're like, yo, ever a fourth <laughs> best player for Ben Simmons. Yo, the yeah, they're over here trying to give you Wantanabe. Yeah, stuff. man, stop playing. Yo, stop. Yo, and this is what Darren Moore is at. Like, yo, stop playing with me, dog. Oh, he's asking for a ransom. No, y'all, he's just, y'all just trying to give me a fourth best player to get him. That's not how it works, dog. That's because his contract is so team-friendly, man. Right. And if he, like I said, if Ben was really smart and he kind of took the emotions out of it and just thought of it from a player's perspective, Yo, you had a whole season, had one of your lowest moments of your career. You had a whole offseason to work out. You're doing your little jump shot summer video thing again. So you should want to come in this next season guns a blazing. If Unless I was him, you haven't been working. Not even working. So uh, if I was listen, him, I don't know that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say he's been working. But if I was him, I would come into training camp, and I'm going to just get busy. Could you imagine Vince Simmons the first three weeks, 22, 12, and 7? Come on, man. All, them, tra- all them teams are going to be like – but, Jay, you're speaking with the mentality of somebody that's from Philadelphia. And like we, and this is a good segue kind of to finish it off in terms of what you said in the beginning. To play in Philadelphia, you have to have a certain level of toughness. And at the end of the day, what you just said about wanting to come in and prove to everybody where your game is at and then say, trade me. Yeah, I just came in here in the preseason dropping 30 a night. Trade me. I'm out. Right. But he's not he's he's not that guy. Instead, it's just trade me because I don't want to deal with the fact that everybody says I stink. One last point before we get out of here. And I forgot to mention it. When the Sixers traded for Jimmy Butler, they thought <laughs> they were gonna have a championship team. Um, it was kind of a a little bit of a panic team because at the time we were like seven and seven, we were kind of struggling. Uh, we were a 500 team. We had some really good role players of high value. Looking back on it, I think we got good value out of Dario Sarek and Robert Covington uh, at their highest points because both of those guys haven't played as well since they left Philly. But we got good value out of our best role players. We had some first-round picks, and we went after some guys. I had no problem going after Jimmy Butler. But the problem was I thought they kind of overpaid for Tobias Harris. But nevertheless, we got Tobias, we got Jimmy, 
We got Ben. We got Embiid. We had a legitimately good team, all right? Like, we really had a team. That team is an all-in team. To go yeah. for Funny thing happened. Um, ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler didn't get along. Oh, so shocker. The Sixers, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, that's a shocker. Jimmy yeah. Butler is a, you know, he's a ball player's ball player, and uh, Ben Simmons is just the guy that's in the NBA. So the Sixers <laughs> had to make a choice. Do we keep Jimmy and make Ben unhappy and the coach kind of unhappy? Or do we let Jimmy go? So they let Jimmy go. Jimmy goes on to go to the finals and continue to have a productive career, even though his shooting kind of was a problem. Ben didn't want to play with Jimmy. And the one point we got to bring up real quick, like I said, I know we want to get out of here. I want to keep this short. That dunker spot. Ben gets frustrated when he gets put in the dunker spot. You know why he puts you in the dunker spot? Because you don't shoot, you don't drive, and you don't do anything else. So maybe you're like, Yo, here's the rim. Do with a ball. You will do something. Wait, man. Yeah, but the problem is he don't dunk either. <laughs> you mean passing up a dunk in Game Seven? Yeah, I, I want to remind y'all that's not why the reason they lost, but it's a part of it. Um. Yeah. So okay. Sorry about that. I just saw something pop across my screen. Man, my bad. Um. No, no listen. I agree though. Like Ben gets mad about a lot of things, but Ben got babied. Ben got his way. And now Ben's, Ben's making a sucker decision. I respect the decision because you're a man and this is what you want to do. And I, I stand by anybody's decision to, you know, do what they want to do, what they feel like is best for them. But right. ultimately, I just think when you look back on it in terms of sports, not as a man, but just in terms of sports, it's a sucker move because it looks like you're running. Right. Looks like. Doesn't make right. it true, but that's just what it looks like. Yeah, so again, me to Ben Simmons, you want somebody to push you. Listen, I got the greatest guy to push you. He's a 6'10 point guard that plays in Philadelphia and needs to improve. He can help push you. You know who it is? It's you. The man in the mirror. Play that song, Ben Simmons, by Michael Jackson. Oh, and since we're going to leave on Kobe, and Kobe's a podcast on Saturday, Kobe Bryant. If you YouTube Kobe Bryant, Ben Simmons, man, the funny thing is they talked about this, right? This is a problem we foreshadowed. And and Kobe Bryant said, man, he's going to really be frustrated because he he's already so good now. Adding to that will put him over the top, you know. And he was like, man, you're going to wonder what if and you're going to look back and I could have did this, I could have did this. Like, he, he has to stop personalizing criticism and just accept it, man. Now, again, the shooting with the wrong hand, eh, I mean, he's hitting jump shots with his other hand. He's, it's really about following through and using his knees, but it's really in his head, all right. So whatever you got to do. You got to do, but you got to get better, man. All right, and it's on you. Just try to stop blaming other people for your own problems, man. I agree, and that's it, man. We're gonna close on that. Like I said, y'all, we're gonna come back on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Saturday Sun- or Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, let's say Sunday because Saturday a lot's going on. Yeah, a lot's happening. Yeah, Saturday. and I might, I might, I might work. I don't know. So we're gonna definitely do a Sunday part. Um, we're definitely going to do a Sunday pod. We're going to do the Kobe pod. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. We'll get serious. We'll have some fun. I didn't forget y'all, all right? And trust me, if anybody's going to finish the pod, the Kobe pod is going to be me and French. Right? Yes, sir. So listen, as always, like, share, and subscribe. Hashtag know your role player, K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. As always, thanks for our uh, Tag me. Tag the podcast page. Lynn, again. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtag 
Know Your Role Player. Every episode is available now, including this one. And we will talk to y'all Sunday. All right? Y'all be good. Peace.